Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to Let's Talk About It with Jackie and Megan. Today we interviewed Molly McManus, artist and theology teacher. We talk about her redemptive suffering and her struggle with PTSD. Thanks so much for listening. Hey guys, welcome back to Let's Talk About It. I'm Jackie. And I'm Megan. And today we're interviewing my friend Molly. Molly and I met at Franciscan University and she graduated a year after me. Did you graduate in 2019, Molly? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So we're interviewing my friend Molly today. So Molly, why don't you introduce yourself? Um, what do you do? Where are you from? Etc. Yeah, so my name is Molly. Um, like Jackie said, I graduated from Franciscan University a couple years back, and then I just kind of stuck around here to start my job as a high school campus minister and religion teacher. And then I do um, a little bit of music on the side, so I have my own music out. Um, and so I'm kind of pursuing both of those things at the same time. Um, but yeah, I just love my little Dubinville. And I've been doing that ever since. And yeah, awesome. Molly teaches at the school, the high school that I went to because I'm from Steubenville and then went to school in the same town where we went. So <laughs> that's funny. You're in the halls that I used to walk as a little teenage Jackie, <laughs> which was. I always forget that. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have not been back in that school for a long time, but every time I go back, woof, it's a flashback. Flashback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So today we're talking a lot with Molly about um, redemptive suffering, which uh, Molly, I know that you love to talk about and you've talked about on your own podcast, but I actually interviewed Molly a few years ago on my blog, I did a series talking about mental illness and interviewed people that struggle with different mental illnesses. And Molly had written about, or I heard somehow that she um, had struggled with PTSD. And I wanted to um, talk to her about that. And I guess we wanted to talk about that in this episode. So uh, yeah, when were you diagnosed with PTSD and um, what different symptoms have you experienced throughout your life? So the initial diagnosis was, um, I think in 2017, mm -hmm. so I was in the middle of college um, and it kind of just had come, like I, I'd say I hit rock bottom really. Like uh, it was one of those moments where it was just like, it had been, you know, kind of a problem in my life for a while and I was finally like, okay, time to get some help because even though I was unwilling for a while, I really realized I really couldn't do it on my own anymore. So a lot of what um, I struggled with, especially when it was really bad, and even now is panic attacks um, and just like flashback sort of memories. So if I'm in a moment that might remind me of a trauma or, or even just sometimes hearing a word or seeing something, um, it can just kind of take me back to that moment within my own mind, sort of. Mm. So just kind of disassociating a little bit and shutting down in my own mind and kind of removing myself mentally from whatever situation I'm in and just kind of being brought back to that um, traumatic experience. So I think those are the biggest, the biggest things, but of course, depression and anxiety also kind of come along with that. And sometimes those things can trigger feelings of depression and hopelessness and things like 
that. Um, yeah. But of course, as the more I've dealt with it, the less frequent, praise God, all of those symptoms have been, but generally that's what it's looked like for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you also just for your vulnerability and being able to share and talk about this. I mean, I know mental illness can be really difficult to talk about because it is um, so stigmatized and thankfully a lot of that stigma is going away, but you know, that's why it's so good to talk about these things because you know, there's other people out there who are experiencing this and it you know, makes us all not feel as alone. Um, so, you know, I personally don't have PTSD. I don't struggle in that way, but I do have an anxiety disorder that has been diagnosed. And I know that mental illness just affects every aspect of your daily life oftentimes. And so for you personally with, yeah, you know, just dealing with PTSD, how is, how have you seen it affect your, your daily life through just different periods of your life? Yeah. I mean, it can be really just crippling, I think is the first thing I think of. Um, Because obviously no one who struggles um, with mental health chooses to do so, you know, like um, I never would have chosen to go through the situations I went through or to experience what I experience now because of it. But it is reality and something that um, I've had to accept. But um, because of that, it, it can hit at really inconvenient times. You know, it's not like yeah. my PTS like waits when I'm home alone. I mean, sometimes it does, but sometimes I might be, you know, in public. Mm-hmm. And it would happen a lot when I was in class at college and it, just situations where I can't always get out of right away where maybe I might just be embarrassed or like even in the middle of talking to someone. So it can be really just like inconvenient in that way and really has affected my self-esteem a lot because then, you know, when you combine that with the anxiety, it's just this paranoia of like, Oh, what do people think of me? Um, Why can't I get a grip? Why can't I just be a normal person? Things like that. Um, But also it's been really, Honestly, like, and I wouldn't have said this at first, this has come through a lot of, you know, spiritual direction and healing um, and counseling, but I see it now as it's been a real blessing on my relationship, both with the Lord and others, because just kind of the way I see my, my faith now, um, it's, I really have found myself in a lot of situations where I felt like, oh, I'm really in need right now. And, you know, that's helped me to relate to God as like a healer and a provider and a father in a way that has so much more depth than I think I could have had without this experience, you know, cause it's just in such a great need. And it also has helped me to really relate to others in struggles that, you know, if I hadn't experienced what I've struggled with, then maybe um, if I were, you know, in a conversation with maybe one of my kids at school or something like that they might bring something up that I can say oh I can actually relate to that I went through something similar or like Mm. maybe I can't relate to your exact situation suffer um and that's helped me in my ministry but also just my daily life and ability to walk with others which I just have I love to do it's like one of my favorite things in my job is just like the gift that it is to be able to walk with others in their journey of life even if it's just for a small amount of it. Um, so it's helped me to relate to both God and, and others a lot more. I mean, a lot more deeply, which has just been such a huge gift. Um, because of course it is something so painful, but it's not just that for me anymore. Um, yeah. That's really beautiful. Thank you for 
for sharing that and my you know own experience with depression and anxiety and trauma i you know obviously it's obviously it's suffering and suffering is suffering and it is painful and awful but also i have realized how god has molded that and used that so that i can be a gift to others so Mm -hmm. that's so beautiful to hear how in your job now where you're working with high school students who also are going through a lot that you can now be the person that maybe you had needed or that are going through really similar things because especially in that setting you know it's such an issue and it's really beautiful to see how now god is using your probably worst experiences of your life to bring beauty to somebody else's life so yeah thank you for sharing that yeah of course I also love how you just um, remarked on how it has highlighted your dependency on God, Mm. because obviously, you know, we're all dependent on God, like absolutely, completely. But I think that's such a great point because mental illness, as much as it is suffering, it can be so redemptive because it's a very tangible highlighting of our dependency on God because you really aren't even just coping through regular life, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I just love that that has helped bring you closer to God. Yeah. I, and it's such a gift because I think in like, like you said, we're all dependent on God, but it's easy for, uh, for us and for me at least to like become when life is going really well, sometimes I forget that. And if my life is going super great, I might not like, pray because I might forget that I need to, you know, so I always see it as like a gift to my pride, even like God knew that I was too prideful to recognize <laughs> how much I needed him without like, without, you know, the suffering. And of course it does. He doesn't ever want us to go through pain. Right. But sometimes he allows it if he knows that he can draw us closer to him through it. And I have definitely seen that in my life. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. And I think, so we're, you know, we're talking about a struggle you've had with PTSD, which I think it's really common now, thank God, for people to talk about how they've struggled with depression and anxiety and they're really open with that, which I know that is something that you've struggled with. But I think there are a lot of misconceptions surrounding the diagnosis of PTSD. And I just wanted to bring up a quote that you um, that was in the blog post that I wrote a while ago. Um, And it says, I used to think that you only got PTSD if you went to war and had some crazy experience or if you witnessed a murder or something like that. But the truth is trauma is everywhere. I'm a 21 year old regular college student getting ready to graduate, but I'm still experiencing intense drama that has warped my life completely. And I think that that's really pertinent to our conversation because a lot of people might be struggling with the same things that you're talking about or struggling with PTSD, but they don't recognize it or they can't admit it to themselves because most of us think PTSD is something that you only deal with if you went to war. I mean, that's like Mm -hmm. the most common thing that we talk about. So, Mm -hmm. you know, what are some common misconceptions about PTSD that you've seen um, or experienced yourself? Yeah, I think the biggest one is like, like I just didn't even like really realize how like it, it can really happen to anyone. Um, and like, I think, like you said, uh, it's thank God, like we've gotten better as a society at being open about depression and anxiety and kind of recognizing how that can be. But I think with PTSD, it's just like connected with like, the worst of the worst type of possible suffering that you see 
in movies that you could never fathom going through. And then there's some people who maybe experience a trauma over time um, or in one event that, you know, to them it might be easy to be like, oh, that wasn't a big deal. Um, but we don't really get to choose, you know, what is and isn't a big deal in our, in our hearts and in our minds. And so I think that's the biggest thing is just like, even, and I even like was, you know, someone who gave into this misconception of just like, you know, I'm not a soldier. I've never like witnessed some horrific crime. Um, like that, the, like the, this is ridiculous. And even after I was diagnosed, I was like, I felt a lot of shame for my diagnosis, not because I was ashamed to have PTSD, but I was, I felt like I hadn't suffered enough. Like, like what I had been through wasn't a big, big enough deal for me to like have all the struggles that I had because of it, which is so incorrect, you know? Um, but I think it's just so easy to compare our suffering to others and also just to like minimize our suffering because we don't want to face it, which is what it was for me. Right. Like, and now I can look back at certain things I went through and say, Oh, that was bad. That was this. And for so long, I maybe even defended the situations that caused that or things like that. But now I'm able to look back and go, no, that's, that's serious. And like my diagnosis and my suffering is valid. But for a while, I think I just didn't want to face how bad it was because that meant I had to deal with it. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's obviously in dealing with that. So I've come to more freedom, but um, yeah, it was, I think the biggest thing is just like anyone can suffer from PTSD. Anyone can face a trauma and there's no like black and white when it comes to mental health. Like my PTSD is from, comes from a different situation than it might from someone else who has PTSD. And it may affect me differently than someone else who has it because of what I've been through, my personality, or just like what happens to me because mm -hmm. everyone just experiences life so differently. Um, and we can't like put you know, just this label, like, look at the label of PTSD and say, oh, it only happens because of this. And this is exactly all of the symptoms that happen. And here's the blue, the exact blueprint for how to like heal from it. Um, so I think, yeah, that's the biggest thing I've noticed both in my own life and just like people around me when I talk about it. I can definitely relate to that. I mean, I remember just struggling with my undiagnosed anxiety disorder and like refusing almost to take it seriously because in my mind I didn't deserve to have any sort of struggle with mental illness because I hadn't been through like extreme trauma and you know I, I like in your quote how you just said the truth is trauma is everywhere and that's so true because we live in such a broken world that like we are going to be wounded in different ways and everybody's so different like God has created us so differently and so the way we respond and the way it hurts or breaks us in different ways, that's not something to be ashamed of. And I think, yeah, I just love just the encouragement that you're bringing, you know, for someone listening who maybe is struggling with feeling ashamed of the fact that they're struggling mm -hmm. because, you know, they look at someone else like, oh my God, goodness, like, of course they have PTSD or of course they have anxiety. Like, look at this horrible trauma they went through. And then they minimize the own, the, their own suffering in their own life. And in reality, you know, I think, I think it's good to just have grace with ourselves <laughs> and realize that like we are wounded by this broken world and it's okay to accept that and seek help. We don't have to try and minimize or deny that suffering in our life. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I like how you pointed out that you yourself didn't want to face how bad your own suffering or trauma was. And I definitely related to that. There's certain things in my life that I refuse to name them for what they were because I just wasn't ready to face or deal with like immense suffering I'd gone through in my childhood. And it's really scary to face that, but that's a huge part of healing is first recognizing the weight of, you know, what has happened to you. And I think a lot of people are really scared to do that. Um, so yeah, I definitely related to that as well. And I think that's a lot of what, when people are dealing with mental illness, they're like, oh yeah, that wasn't that bad. It wasn't mm -hmm. that bad, but they just don't want to deal with the weight of what happened to them. Right. But that's a key part of healing is fully entering into that pain mm -hmm. and suffering and reintegrating that experience. And that's how you process through it. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've ever, have you ever listened to the podcast, the place we find ourselves, Molly? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's one of my favorite. It's like my favorite podcast. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I, I know. It. <laughs> I feel like I'm going through a therapy session when I listen to it. And I, yeah, that's something he talks about a lot of like healing is fully entering into the suffering or just like experiencing mm -hmm. what you went through um, and naming it for what it is, which is like what you had to do is name something as PTSD, even if you didn't want to. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. And I know that it's something that you might struggle with for the rest of your life. I mean, do you still feel like you deal with PTSD and what are some techniques you have that you can share that have helped you to manage it? Yeah, I definitely still deal with it today. Like I mentioned before, um, the more that I deal with it, the less that it, you know, like affects my whole life, which is such a gift, you know, that's like the gift of healing God has brought really true, like, lasting healing into my life through that through like you know facing it and bringing it to him and especially in therapy um and just like giving me the grace to be able to deal with it to be able to face it because that's a hard thing to do mm. but it's like through actually facing it that i've like found my freedom from it which, which mm. is you know obviously taking that step was so scary but like it has led to like a happiness that i didn't think I could experience like I felt like it I would be a slave to it my whole life and so what I would say is like do I still experience it and deal with it absolutely but I'm not a slave to it anymore and I was for a really long time um because I chose to stay there even though you know obviously I've been through suffering and it's not like I was just like I want to suffer you know there's a lot of like mm -hmm. woundedness that caused me to do that but I I was to stay there rather than you know walk into the light um the, definitely the panic attacks are the biggest thing. Um, I even, it, they, they happen less frequently, um, which is great. Like it's more rare for them to happen. Um, but definitely like, yeah, there's still, even though I've dealt with it, I, I still might find myself in a situation where I'm around a certain place or a certain person. Um, and I just get set off and then I start panicking. Um, but I can pull myself out of that a lot faster than I used to be able to because of just techniques I've, techniques I've learned in therapy and things like that. Um, and, you know, I, it's by facing it when it comes that I can actually like deal with it and rise above it. Um, so I would say like, yes, I do still experience symptoms and things like that, but um, they don't weigh me down as much when they do come because it's like, okay, 
I've been over this. Like I know how to deal with it. I have my coping mechanisms that I put into practice and they work. <laughs> um, and if I face, choose to face it and deal with it, you know, I, I have seen time and time again, how I've been able to get through that. Um, so I definitely don't feel crippled by it anymore. It's just kind of this thing that's like, yeah, I didn't choose the suffering that caused this. Um, but here's the result and that's the reality of life and I have to deal with it. And I've had some amazing people that have helped me to learn how to do that. So it's just kind of more like, okay, I know how this goes. I've dealt with the root of the issue. And now I just kind of know how to deal with the little moments of panic or flashbacks that, that do still come, but less frequently. I love that verbiage of um, suffering, but not being enslaved. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think that's such a huge part of it too, or you're using the word crippled as well. Um, that, you know, although this suffering may, may linger our entire lives, I mean, we don't know, we don't know the future, mm. but the fact that while we're in the midst of that suffering, we can mm -hmm. still have victory. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's so beautiful that you've seen coping mechanisms work and different techniques work because it's it's showing how we can um, kind of conquer some of that helplessness that a lot of times you feel with mental illness. And I know for me personally too, a lot of that even just came with accepting and living into a diagnosis and just you know it's like that thing you're so afraid of being like okay i'm gonna acknowledge that i have this disorder but once you do and you can understand and and expect like okay i have this disorder this means that like these are my triggers this means that i may have a panic attack i need to know how to deal with it there's so much freedom in that whereas before i felt like there was so much bondage and so um yeah i think that's so relatable what you're sharing mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely just like, you know, th th there's so much power that we can find within ourselves when we choose to like be brave enough to, to face something and just look it in the face. Like we take the power away from it when we just look it in the face and say, okay, I'm going to keep walking and it might be a little hard, but like I can do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like Megan was saying that that suffering may linger but you're not enslaved to it. And it reminds me um, of this book that I know I recommended to Megan. Um, I don't know if you've read it. I actually first heard this author on the Place We Find Ourselves podcast, but it's called This Suffering Too Shall Last. And it's going off of a Bible verse, like this suffering will pass, but she's talking about how in this lifetime, like there's suffering that will always last, but it's uniting that suffering to Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's the entire premise, you know, of redemptive suffering, which is what we're really, you know, talking about in this podcast. Um, and I wanted to bring up again, a quote, because it was just so beautiful from when I interviewed you a while back on my blog and you wrote, uh, God is merciful. And when terrible, traumatic things happen to us, he cares for us so much that he comes into those situations and makes the outcome better that it could have been had those horrible things never happened. I've seen this so clearly in my own life. God has always proven to me that even my deepest wounds aren't more powerful than his healing love. Mm. And that last line, like are my deepest wounds are not more powerful than, than his healing love. I just thought that was so beautiful and relatable and so encouraging 
And I know we kind of, you know, we've definitely talked about, you know, this before, but can you speak on more of how God has shown up in your suffering and brought beauty and redemption from your pain and how he has shown you this mercy and love um, throughout your life and especially with your struggles with PTSD? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I have this tattoo that I always like that I got really because of this. It says Felix Kalpa, which means happy fault in Latin. Um, and it's based on the idea or the reality that like the sin of Adam, if needed to happen in order for us to have the redemption of Christ, like um, we not know Jesus and the love of, of Jesus if Adam had not first fallen. Now, this is not to say that Adam and Eve were like totally okay doing what they did, but like that the way that our God works is, um, which is so just like, this is so against what we as humans can fully comprehend because I know I'm not naturally like this, like with the way that God worked in that and works in our suffering as he looks at that and says, oh, it's not just like, oh man, I wish that didn't happen. So I'm going to work around it. But he's so good that he says, that's not what I wanted to happen, but I'm so good and I'm so merciful and so loving that I'm going to work through that and make things better. Never happen. Um, and that I think is just, I've seen that in my life. Like the, I can look back at, especially my suffering with, with PTSD, which was caused by just some, I mean, horrible things in my life that I would never wish on my worst enemy. Um, but like, like I said earlier, have helped me to relate to others better, have helped me to know Christ more deeply and ultimately have helped me to become more free and to learn how to live as a healthy person. Like, because I think everyone needs to do that. And sometimes it takes like a really big reason for us to realize like, oh, boundaries are important. Um, <laughs> like facing my emotions is really important. Um, having healthy relationships with others is really important. And it, for me, it took like this big, you know, traumatic situation to realize like, these are all things I need to regularly invest in. Like, um, I'm not selfish for taking care of myself. Um, I'm not a horrible person because these bad things have happened to me. Like it's helped me to understand myself a lot more and what I am deserving of because I've experienced the opposite. Um, and God has shown me through that, like, that he weeps with me in my pain. Like, he never wanted these things to happen mm -hmm. to me. Um, and he is, like, there in my pain with me. But that, like, I'm not enslaved to that. And I think what my life could have been had these things never happened, sure, I wouldn't experience trauma or, like, triggers and things like that. And, of course, that would be nice. But, like, I'll take that over not knowing how good God is and how merciful he is and how important it is to throw myself fully into him and how important it is to know myself and to know my worth um, and to know what I deserve and to not settle for less than that and to not settle for a life without Jesus. Um, so it's just like made me so much more aware of everything around me and even just for like the good things in life like you always hear like, you don't know how good it is until you don't have that good thing. And I feel like I've seen that in, in this, in this as well. Like maybe I wouldn't be so grateful that I am for the healthy relationships I have in my life if I did not experience horrific relationships that caused me trauma. Maybe I wouldn't be thankful for the place I'm 
at in my life now, which is just such a happy and peaceful place if I had not experienced what it's like to feel sad and anxious all the time. Um, so just, yeah, a lot of little ways that just overall build a more self-aware, happy and peaceful life. That's ultimately because God is at the center of it, constantly healing, constantly revealing himself to me, even through my pain, because he's just that good, you know? Yeah, I love that. And I also love that you brought up just, you know, the original fall with Adam and Eve, because it totally reminded me of that illustration of Eve and Mary. And I always forget who originally did it. So we'll just put it in the show notes. But it's the photo of Eve and she is like looking down and she's ashamed and she has the serpent wrapped around her leg. And then she's standing across from Mary with her hand on Mary's pregnant stomach where Mary is carrying Jesus. And Mary is stepping on the head of the serpent. And it just totally, you know, it like brings back the fact that even like immediately after the fall, when God is, you know, calling them out from their hiding and he's, you know, asking them what happened and pronounces, you know, the way that the world will be now in this broken, fallen world, he still planted that hope within them that one day the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent and obviously you know that's like big picture like grand great redemption but we see that in our own lives as well either through our choices of sin or others choices of sin god takes that and redeems it and so i just love that you brought that up that you know yes there was this fall but god has brought about so much beauty and growth because of this pain and suffering that we almost look back and say I'm thankful for that suffering because of what God has brought out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I love that, that image that you brought up and I know who you're saying like, Oh, that's big picture and how we definitely can see in our own lives. But I know like in the suffering, we can't always (laughs) see it or feel it, but I like how God also does leave us the room to be angry, to be upset, to struggle, with him, but he's like, you know, I'm here and I, I'm suffering with you. Like I suffer through the messiness, the brutal parts of life. Like we can look to his crucifixion and see, you know, the suffering that he has gone through and know that it's okay to, Mm -hmm. to struggle, to suffer, to be angry with God, but to know that he's always there to meet us in those deepest wounds, you know, like said, and my deepest wounds aren't more powerful than his healing love. And I know in my own life, the most I've experienced God is in those wounds and him coming deeply into those wounds and healing me. And it's only after I can look back and see, oh my gosh, yes. Like, thank you for that suffering. Um, thank you for that struggle. Now I can be a blessing to others. Now I can know your love more deeply because you touched me in those places that I didn't want anyone to be. And yeah, it's crazy how we can look back and say like, oh, wow, I'm actually thankful for that suffering, even though I, I know it wasn't God's original plan for me. Yeah, but he's, he, he will work through everything we offer to him. And that's exactly. just such a, yeah, such a gift. I'm so grateful. <laughs> yeah. So now, you know, obviously now you have kind of the privilege of walking through healing for quite a while now. So you can, you know, you've had some victory over, you know, certain symptoms of your PTSD and you can, look back and see the healing and the beauty and redemption that has taken place. But there was a time in your life where that wasn't the case. You were 
in the thick of it in the midst and it just felt like pain so for someone who's listening now who that's where they're at right now what sort of encouragement or advice would you give them if they're struggling in that way yeah um i think something that i've i mean i've experienced but i've seen so much more of now working in a high school um, is just like something that can so often keep us from God is just feeling like he's not breaking through. Um, like he, he's not doing things the way we want him to really. And I felt that a lot. And I still feel that all the time. Sometimes I'm in prayer and I'm just shaking my fist at him. Like, okay, there's an easy solution here and I can <laughs> see it and you're God and you should probably see it more. So why are we here? Yep. <laughs> um, but, uh, obviously there's so much, I don't know. Um, and surrendering to that is really hard, but it's really beautiful. Like God, there's this quote, that's a part of a bigger quote, but my favorite part is he knows what he's about. And I am, I don't know what he's about a lot of the time. Like a lot of times people will bring to me suffering and say, why? And more often than not, my answer is I don't know. And I don't think I ever will until I die. And there's parts of my suffering that I, I feel that with, like, I don't know fully why God allowed certain things to happen to me. I don't know. Um, and sometimes that's really hard. So I think one thing I want people to know is like, you're not alone if you're struggling to understand and like keep wrestling. It's a good and holy thing. Um, trust in God is good and it's important and it's beautiful, but like you're not sinful if you're wrestling and you're struggling with the reality of your situation. I think I will be doing that for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And that is a healthy thing to do so long as you don't give up on the Lord. Right. Um, and, yeah. and keep that, at least that little bit of hope that even if you don't see it, God does, God sees what he's doing and he's a caring and loving father. Um, even if I think that he's not acting like one, I know that he is, um, mm -hmm. even if it doesn't look like it. Um, because I just can't fully understand him because he's God. <laughs> um, and so also, though, um, I think something really important, and I was reading through what you sent me, Jackie, of just the previous interview that we did. And um, I know that I answered this question and something that I said then and I will say now is that um, your trauma and what you've been through is not your fault and it is not your identity, um, even if maybe and this has been my situation. There's been times where I've looked at my um, traumatic experience and said, oh, if I left at this moment, um, things could have been different. Like part of my story is um, there was a situation that ended up happening. And earlier in the day, I had been invited to go watch a movie. And if I had gone and watched that movie with other friends, then the situation wouldn't have happened, but I didn't choose to go watch that movie. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't know what was going to happen, but sometimes I really blame myself for not saying yes to that movie invitation. Like something that really, like one of the memories that stuck in my head is a friend of mine had sent me like, you know, on the iPhone, you can make those drawing video picture things. And he had sent me a text drawing because we were going to watch Star Wars, like one of the space ships from star wars and sent it to me and like that picture this was years ago and that picture is still so clear in my mind um because i remember looking at that and saying no um and for a long time and even still sometimes i struggled with this i blamed myself like i 
this wouldn't have happened if I made a different decision. So therefore this is my fault. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we need to be able to look at our situation and say, would this have not happened if I made a decision, different decision? Maybe, but that doesn't mean that what someone else chose to do to me or what ended up happening that maybe nobody was at fault for, but is still traumatic. That doesn't mean it's my fault just because things could have gone differently. Um, and I think that's so hard when you're a, vic- a victim in any way. It's so hard, um, but it's so important because um, it's truth and it's what God says. And um, we can get so stuck in blaming ourselves that we don't have room for freedom um, or even the time to pursue it. Um, and then also what I said was it's not your identity. Um, also something I've struggled with um, because even, even in a good way, my suffering has formed me because of the goodness God has worked through it. Sometimes I think that like, I wouldn't be who I am without this. And that's also just not true. Cause at the end of the day, our experiences in life shape us, but they don't define us. Like even mm-hmm. our great experiences, even, um, in my life that have formed me and made me holier and happier. They aren't my identity. They don't yeah. define me. They give me joy. They give me beauty, but they don't say who I am. And the same goes with horrible relationships or horrible situations, right? Maybe they've caused me pain and suffering. And maybe that has lasted for a long time in my life, but it doesn't define me. Like the one thing that defines me is that I am God's and that I was created because he loved me. And it's, and it's just that simple. Um, so just to, those two things, if you're someone who finds yourself in a situation where you're facing this diagnosis, or even if you've just been through a traumatic situation, um, it is not your fault and it is not who you are. And I just encourage you to like, take those questions to the Lord, to wrestle with him um, and to above all, not give up on him ever because he is good even when we can't see it. And you know, the second that we walk away from him is the second we remove that opportunity for us to like see that goodness that he's just dying to give to us, that he did die to show us, you know? Um, it's so crucial to remember those things and to bring them to the Lord. Yeah, I also just, all of that was so wonderful. Um, and I love just, you know, I think it's so relatable, the just the self-blame and self-accusations and i think it's important to distinguish that you know satan is the accuser but the lord is weeping with mm-hmm. us and he's not accusing us and so those those voices and those feelings of shame over or guilt um, that we're placing on ourselves or having placed on ourselves by outside sources saying that you know what was done to us was is somehow our fault that's never the lord's voice and it's something I've had to remind myself because, you know, like you said earlier, in those moments when your your prayers feel more like shaking your fist at God, like, why aren't you fixing this yet? It can kind of feel like he's aloof. And it's just important to remind ourselves that he's not the one with that accusing voice. He is the one beside us, weeping and feeling our pain with us. And that has helped me so much as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I... I love how you said it's okay and healthy to struggle to question as long as you don't give up on God mm-hmm. because it's just, it's not, it's not practical. It's not reality that we won't struggle, that we won't be 
sad or angry in our suffering. There's a lot of things that happen that are, we could be righteously angry about and, you know, go to God and ask, why did you let this happen to me? Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's okay. And that's healthy. As long as you don't give up on God, as long as you keep going back to God, as long as you don't lose hope and become apathetic or stop expecting that God will show up, that God will be there, that you stop waiting on God. Um, I, remember I was in confession once and I was just telling the priest, like, I'm really angry at God. I don't know if this is a sin, but I'm really angry. I'm finding it really hard to pray. And he said, well, it sounds like you care a lot about God. The fact that you're angry at him and you want to keep, you know, coming back to him and asking (laughs) why. (laughs) And I just think that I love that you touched on that because that's such a natural part of suffering, of being human. And, you know, it's okay to struggle and suffer, to struggle through our suffering as long as we keep going back to God and we don't give up on God and think that he won't show up for us and think that he's not, you know, with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the key, really. That's it. Well, thank you so much, Molly, for coming on and for, for sharing such a vulnerable part of your story. And yeah, being open to to talking about it. That's a big part mm-hmm. of our podcast is talking about the things that are often laced with so much shame and just shoved in the dark. And, you know, the way to heal is to is to talk about it. So thank you so much for being, you know, being open. And um, yeah, your story is just really beautiful to me. I've known it for a long time and I've just loved to see you continue um, to blossom and to grow in your ministry and your music and in your um, your, your own podcast. And yeah, it's honestly just an honor to have you on to talk about this. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's amazing to have any sort of platform to talk about it. And I love just like that that's really the message of your podcast. I think it's so crucial in the world today to talk about the things that other people might shy away from because those are often the things that we need to hear the most. So thank you for doing that. Mm